Today is not for me. Today is for somebody else. Enough said. It is rather about the set man of the house and God's servant we are appreciating. While the respons- now, while the responsibility of sharing this message fell on me, I sought God's face and it led me to what constitutes the theme of this 61st birthday celebration of our dear pastor. And I will unveil it in a minute. Now, growing up as a boy and later as a man, one of the film series we enjoyed watching was that of James Bond. And I'm sure many of us saw many of it. If you didn't watch James Bond, you grew up in the village. (laughs) Amen. Now, he was a frictional character played by several leading actors based on a British novelist called Ian Fleming. And it was started in 1953. James Bond is very debonair, smart, tech savvy, and of course, a ladies' man. He is a British spy in the service of her then majesty, who will stop at nothing to protect the sovereign honor, the sovereign's honor and land. He engaged in very dangerous missions often alone and always came out top. After all, how do they say it? Actor, no, they die. If he die, who go do the next film? All right? Today, rather than a frictional character, we have, re, we have identified a real special agent of the real sovereign of God, codenamed 555. He also works in the defense of the sovereign. He's often saddled with the undertaking of undertaking several dangerous missions. But rather than a gun, he uses the word of God and prayers as his weapons of warfare. He is equally smart. He is equally intelligent. He is equally tech savvy. He is greatly anointed. A father, a teacher, a mentor, a shepherd, and most importantly, he is a servant of his majesty church please join me to rise and recognize yours reverend dr olufemi paul and i bring you a message that i have titled in his majesty's service in his majesty's service Father, I thank you for the grace and privilege to stand before you and share, break bread in the word that you have laid on my heart. Father, as you have given me, give me the unction, give me the ability to be able to deliver it. In Jesus' mighty name we're praying. Amen. Our key word for this uh, scripture, for this message is is found in Romans 1, chapter 1. Romans 1 verse 1, I beg your pardon. And he reads, Paul, a born servant of Jesus Christ, called to be an apostle, separated to the gospel of God. But we, I added, 
to it. Because I need to introduce the man of God to himself. And I added, I am Paul. I am Olufemi Paul, a bond servant of God. I am Olufemi Paul, a bond servant of Jesus Christ, called to be an apostle, separated to the gospel of God. The key objective of this sermon, sir, is to hold up a mirror before you. Primarily because very often, you feed us, just like Sister Marie Sola said, we now need to give you back a little bit of what you are giving to us. And as God has laid it on my heart. So I'm going to speak to you forthrightly today. And in that, in the words of today, you will see your journey. Where you are and where God is taking you. You know, I was speaking to you last week. God expressly spoke to me concerning you. And by the grace of God, you will hear it this morning. Can we bless the Lord? Please be seated. Thank you. Now, while I may be speaking to pastor primarily, the message is for all of us indeed. Please allow me. This morning, we have visiting foundation members of this church. Uh, my dearest brother, Jide Thomas and Esther Thomas and your children, thank you for coming. They are foundation members of our church. Thank you very much. God bless you. Lovely seeing you. Thank you. Thank you. Now, service is defined as the action of helping or doing work for someone. In our key text, Paul the Apostle was introducing himself in his letter to the Romans. Please allow me to read the first seven verses of Romans 1 for better understanding of this message. I try as much as possible not to read long passages, but please bear with me. He says, Paul, a born servant of Jesus Christ, called to be an apostle, separated to the gospel of God. Verse 2, which he promised before through his prophets in the Holy Scriptures, verse 3, concerning his son, Jesus Christ, our Lord, who was born of the seed of David according to the flesh, verse 4, and declared to be the Son of God with power according to the Spirit of holiness by the resurrection from the dead, verse 5, through him, and this is where he concerns us. This is where he concerns you, sir. Through him, we have received grace and apostleship for obedience to the faith among all the nations for his name. The six. Among whom you, you, Pastor Olufemi Paul, you are also called of Jesus Christ. Verse 7. To all who are in Rome, beloved of God, called to be saints, grace to you and peace from God, our Father and Lord Jesus Christ. Very quickly this morning, I'm going to speak on three aspects of being in His Majesty's service. Three aspects of being 
in his majesty service. One, the call. The call. For you to be in God's service, you must be called. Not everyone has the privilege of working for the king. You may know the king. You may know his residence. You may know perhaps something about him, but not everybody has the privilege of working for the king. And I use the word privilege. Because if today the president were to invite you to join his cabinet, you will call it a privilege. If the governor were to call you into his cabinet, you will call it a privilege. Last week, a king honored me. I called it a privilege. Now, those are earthly beings. And those are people who hold earthly office, offices. Can you now imagine if you are called to the service of the king of kings, the lord of lords, the alpha, the omega, the beginning and the end. Indeed, it is a privilege. It is a privilege. And that call may be dramatic like that of Moses and Paul. It may be the throwing of a mantle on you like Elijah to Elisha or succession like Moses to Joshua. The most important thing is that there is a call on your life. And what are you supposed to do to that call? In Hebrews 7, 3 verse 7 to 11 it says, Therefore, as the Holy Spirit says, Today, if you will hear his voice, Give me verse 8. Do not harden your hearts as in rebellion in the day of trial in the wilderness. There are many of us that God is calling us to do more. And yet, we are not hearkening unto that voice. There's somebody perhaps sitting on your chair right now. You know God is calling you to a particular area. God is saying that you should do something. And yet, you have refused to obey. May the Lord help us in the name of Jesus. It says, therefore... If you hear his voice, do not harden your hearts as in the rebellion days of wilderness. Verse 9. Where your fathers tested me, tried me and saw my work for 40 years because they hardened their hearts. A 40 day journey became 40 years. Perhaps if you are in a journey of 40 years, it's because you have refused to heed the call of God. If God is calling you this morning, if you are feeling uneasy, you know there's a task that God has assigned to you. This is a time for you to do it. There, there are many of us that God is calling to higher responsibility, like I said. But we are resisting. I said, you know that God is calling you, but you are not going. God can unseat you from that place of comfort you are and send you to a dry place so that you can hear his voice. May that not be your portion in the name of Jesus. So as he's calling you today, make the, man, the work of this man easier. Heed that call because you have been asked to take a responsibility in the kingdom. Guess what? If you do not do it, God would even raise stones in your place. May that not be your portion in the name of Jesus. If there's an assignment that you have, do, you have been asked today, make sure that you hearken 
to the voice of God. God will help you in the name of Jesus. Why? Because in Psalm 69 verse 9, he says, the zeal of your house, because zeal for your house has often eaten me up and the reproaches of those who reproach you have fallen on you. I've spoken to you many times, sir. We spend a lot of time. And I know how jealous you are for the things of God. The one of the easiest ways you can get on your can get on your rock side is not even you, but if you feel that there's an insult to God or a sacrilege is being committed. That is how the zeal of God has eaten you up. You have a burden to transform the people of God to show forth the excellence that God has created in them. That is why you have termed what purpose God has given to you intelligent Christianity. That is why anybody under your tutelage, the first thing they know is that you must think. The fact that you're a Christian does not mean you should be unintelligent. You should be able to reason things out. You should be nimble in your mind. You should be nimble in your thinking. You should be nimble in your actions. When people see you, they must see the manifestation of the excellence of God. Which is why we say that if you are a member of this ministry, if you, in six months, you have not changed, the problem is not us and the problem is not God. The problem is yourself. Hallelujah. Let me take it further. Every call must have a purpose. God does not call you just to anything. And I just said it to you, man of God. Since you have started, God has called you to a spirit of excellence. You are teaching us excellence 29 years ago. And you are still teaching us excellence today. Now, one of the things that God has said to me, sir, today we celebrate your 31st birthday. But there's something we are missing. Bible says that we should number our days so that we should apply our hearts unto wisdom. That every year when we celebrate your birthday, we should also celebrate your years in ministry. And if I'm right, sir, this will mark your 29th year. Am I right, sir? 20s, with this is 1994. You started in 1994. You didn't even know. You started in 1994. So every year that we celebrate you, not just celebrate your birthday, we should celebrate your call. So this year marks 29 years. I remember very well. The first time I attended Grace Assembly was in November 1994. November 1994. And I think the church had just started maybe two or three weeks when I heard that my friend had started a ministry and I said, let me visit. And somehow, I am still here till today. Next year will be a big celebration. It will be 30 years of your ministry, being in ministry. 
God give us the strength, we will celebrate you. We will celebrate the awesomeness of God in your life. Amen. 29 years later, I am still here. Hallelujah. I will continue to be here in the name of Jesus. But you have to give everything up to answer that call. The call of God must cost you something. The call of God must cost you something. If you are heeding the call of God and it's not costing you anything, check it. I'm not sure it is the call of God. Some of us, some of you may have to give up a thriving law practice to come and heed the call. Some of us, we have the grace to bestride the marketplace and the kingdom. Each according to his own. But guess what? For you to answer the call of God, it must cost you something. It must cost you something. For you to be in his majesty's service, it must cost you what? Something. If you want to serve God and you're not about, you don't want to give up anything, stay where you are. Because the cost must cost you something. Very quickly, number two, the walk. The walk. W-A-L-K. And this man of God is the most difficult aspect of the call of God. The walk in his majesty's service. This time, I'll be talking a lot about you, sir. But many will walk lot learn from it. The walk of service is a tough one. But God said, my grace is sufficient for you. And Moses said in Exodus 35, 30 to 31, because when you are called, part of the grace is that you are equipped for the work that you are about to do. And Moses said to the children of Israel, See, the Lord has called Bezalel, the son of Uri, the son of Or, of the tribe of Judah. Why? Give me. And he has filled him with the Spirit of God, in wisdom, in understanding, in knowledge, and all manner of workmanship. The children said it. Say your mind said it. The teens said it. God has equipped you for this work. He has given you wisdom. He has filled you with his spirit. And there are many instances. Sister Marisola said it. They were having a situation. They didn't tell you about it. They just called you. And you told them. How did you know? Because God has filled you with the, his spirit. He has filled you with wisdom. He has filled you with understanding, knowledge, and all manner of workmanship to deliver this work that you are doing. That is why we are following you, sir. That is why when you say, let's go, we go. That is why those of us who have been with you for a long time, even when we do not see the solution, when you say, let's go, we follow you. 
Because many times, you've led us in what we thought there was no way. Only for God to make a way. So I'm saying this. If for some reason you are getting tired. If for some reason you feel frustrated. If for some reason you ask yourself, God, where are you in my situation? Let me take it further. Bible says to us that no man he said to Joshua 1 verse 1 and 2 said after the death of Moses my uh, Moses the servant of God it came to pass that the Lord spoke to Joshua the son of Nun and he said Moses assistant saying Moses my servant is dead therefore arise go with all these people to the land I am giving you to the children of Israel. I know you have the vision of a promised land. And it may look difficult. But God is telling me to tell you that arise. Because he is going to, you are leading us to that promised land. It is in your lifetime that you will see it in the name of Jesus. I said you will see it in the name of Jesus. But that land that you are going. Did they tell you that they, they were the Ammonites? Did they not tell you that they were the Canaanites? Did they not tell you that they were my people from my town? The Jebusites. They will fight you. And guess what? They are fighting you. When God said you should go, you forgot that part that he said to you, you will have to go and spy Jericho. That part that says one day you will come against a city that is walled round called Jericho. If you are having any challenges, it is because you have a mission. To a promised land. It's because you have a mission. These people will stand against you. They will war against you. They will resist you. And try and stop you. From leading the children. To the promised land. Let me. Let me, let, me, let me share a scripture with you. And that scripture is found in 2 Corinthians 12. I'm going to read from verses 9 to 10 in the New Living Translation. He says, 2 Corinthians 12, 6 to 10. Do you have that? 6 to 10. Give me 6 to 10. Just 6 to 10. He says, if I wanted to boast, I would be no fool in doing so. Because I'll be telling the truth. But I won't do it because I don't want anybody to give me the credit beyond what they see in my life or hear in my message. Verse 7. Even though I have received such wonderful revelations from God, so to keep me from becoming proud, I was given what? A thorn. 
my flesh. Oga, if there's a thorn in your flesh right now, it's to keep you on the right road so that you can get to where you're going. A messenger from Satan to torment me and to keep me from becoming proud. You know where you are coming from, sir. You know where you are coming from. You know the kind of things you celebrated. At 17, you are doing better than your peers. You had awesome you, you had the best of education. When people did not know cars, what cars were, you were driving cars. Some of us know. If you think pastor is driving a car now, Namoto is a drive now. Hello? Namoto, you are just, it's motor you are driving now. In those days, you used to drive chariots. I remember that your V-boot coupe. In my own belief, you press a button, that car can fly. The Siena that you are seeing now, Privia, you remember? You are one of the first people. Your own had a fridge. Fantastic car. You, then you used to drive car. You will return to car in the name of Jesus. But... God then said, I must give you this thorn so that you can make it at the end of the day. He says, three times I begged God to take it away. Verse 9, what happened? Each time he said, my grace is all you need. My power works best in your weakness. And I know sometimes I have the responsibility. You know, with him, I have to know when he's talking to me as a friend. I have to know when he's talking to me as a pastor. And I have to know when he's talking to me as a brother. Most times when he's talking to me as a brother, you are talking to me about your pains. Some which you cannot share in the open. Sometimes you and I are on the phone for an hour, one and a half hours, almost two hours. And you are telling me your innermost pain. Sometimes on a Saturday evening. And you come here on a Sunday morning. And you preach the best of sermons. As if nothing is wrong with you. If only you knew the burden that you. If only you knew the burden that he carries. Sometimes. Sometimes after Wednesday service. You and I will be here. Everybody would have gone. You and I would still be talking. Almost for an hour. Why? God is giving you strength in your weakness. So now, I am glad, you are glad to boast about that weakness. So that the power of Christ will work in you. And is working in you. And so shall it be for you in the name of Jesus. There's so many scriptures, but let me leave that. 
Bible says in Psalm 34 verse 19, many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivers them out of them all. Delivers him out of them all. Every affliction that you are facing, by the power and the mercy of God, he will deliver you in the name of Jesus. He says, I should tell you that your affliction is light. It is for a moment. It's working for you a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. Before, you are the one that tells us that we should tell our enemies to just hold on and come back and see what the Lord has done. We are now telling you in turn that just give it some time, you will see what the Lord is going to do with your life. Those who have left you will come back in the name of Jesus. He says, I should tell you, be still and know that I am God. He has heard your cry. He knows your feelings and he's not being silent about it. In his own time, everything will be beautiful. The third and final thing I'm going to talk about this evening is the reward. The reward. The first one is what? The call. The second one is what? The walk. And the third one is what? Oh God, you can smile at the reward. Because the first thing it tells me that I should tell you, you must focus on the reward and not the pain. Don't focus on the pain. Focus on the reward. Because he has a big reward for you. In the name of Jesus. So I'm going to take us quickly to Isaiah 45 verse 19. It says, I, I publicly proclaim, New Living Translation, bold promises. I do not whisper obscurities in some dark corner. I will not have told the people of Israel to seek me in vain. Another translation says, I will not have told Jacob to seek me. As long as you are in his service, he says to tell you, he will take care of you. Sometimes, you say to yourself, it's like you are the great comeback kid. Sometimes you say to me, say, Pastor Jones, I don't even know. It can only be by grace. That grace will continue to work for you. Because as long as you are serving his people, he will never leave nor forsake you. In the name of Jesus. It says in Hebrews 11 verse 16. It says without faith it is impossible to please him. For he who comes to God must believe that he is. And is what? He's a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. My last scripture is found in 2 Timothy verse 4. Verses, uh, chapter 4 verses 6 to 8. And this is Paul speaking. It says... For I am already being poured out as a drink offering. And the departure, your departure is not near. Your departure is fair. It's far, very far. Very, very far. But this is what will happen to you at the end of time. You know, you've always told me how you want to go. Surrounded by your children, your grandchildren, your great-grandchildren. You will leave plenty for them you will be on your bed 
you, they will surround your table like an olive. And you remember what at that time, even you will be saying, I am ready to go. I have done my bit. I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. Ah, finally, finally, after all the tribulation, after all the problems, after all the affliction, after all the challenges, there is a laid up for me the crown of righteousness which the Lord, the righteous judge, will give me on that day. I'm quoting what you'll be telling your children, your grandchildren. They'll write it on a marble and those ones who are coming much later in generations to come, they will say, guess what? We had a grandfather. We had a great-grandfather. We had a great-great-grandfather who knew the Lord and by reason of the good that he did, we were enjoying because God said that I will visit generations and you are only laying the path for your generations to come if Lord tarries. If you are going through any challenge right now, God is working it out for you in the name of Jesus. He said, you give to me that day, not just to me also, but to all those who have loved his appearing. But one more instruction, sir. And it's just not to you. You are given a lot. But God says he wants even more. You have given a lot but he wants more. And you are probably asking yourself where will I get it? Where will I get it? You are doing well, but he wants more. You know why he wants more? So that you don't look back. So you don't allow some things to weigh you down. But when you remain focused on serving God, he's going to come through for you. Now this challenge of more is not just to Pastor Femi. He's speaking to all of us here this morning each and every one of us God wants more from you God wants more we are talking about service I don't know what we are going to be talking about this month but I want us to bear it in mind pastor God is calling us to greater service the end times are near the greater the darkness the brighter our light should be. This is not the time for wishy-washy Christian. This is the time to stand. This is the time to hold on to the faith. If you are here this morning and you want to give more to God, I'm not going to call you. Just wherever you are, just lift up your hand and say, God, I want more. I want to do more. I want to serve you more. If you're here this morning, Lord, I want to serve you more. I want more of you. This is not just about Pastor Femi. It's just the occasion of his birthday and his appreciation day that God is using to talk to us. He says, I want more. Mommy, I see your hand up. 
God is saying, I know you are going through so much, but I still want more. Jesus. I want more. The more I know I want you. more. I want to serve you more. The more Lord, I want to I serve want you more. To know Lord, I want to serve you more. Jesus. I want to serve you more. more if you're here today, you want to stand up. You. you want to stand up and say, God, I, I want to serve want you more. more I want to serve you more. Hey. I want more. I want more. I want more of you. Jesus. I know I am serving, but I still want more. I want more. I want more. I want more. more. you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Because of time, we have chosen one hymn. One hymn. Just one hymn for this service. Ordinarily, we should be doing a Thanksgiving hymn. We can do that next week. We will sing a hymn of dedication or rededication to the work of God. And that hymn is titled, I have it here. I'm sorry. Who is on the Lord's side? will serve the king. I need you to please pay attention to the lyrics of the hymn, the words of this
Heavenly Father, we take the occasion of the appreciation day of our pastor that marks 61 years of his birthday and 29 years of his ministry. That, Lord, we are rededicating ourselves to you. We have enlisted in your army. Our love shall never grow cold. We will be bold. We will be sure. You said the harvest is plenty, but the laborers are few. May we join your labor force in the mighty name of Jesus. Give us the enablement to do more. Let us be able to do more for you in the name of Jesus. And concerning your son, Father, he has done a lot. But you are asking him to do even more. May your grace be sufficient for him in the name of Jesus. The ability, the strength to do more, grant him in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. For in Jesus' mighty name we are prayed. Hallelujah. Can we bless the name of the Lord for... So, last week, pastor announced to people that they should call me Oluye. Right? You heard that. Uh, I don't intend to be a chief. I am still your pastor, YBO. But... If you read under Olufemi Paul, it's written what? Special Agent 555. Pastor likes giving people names. So you have my permission to call him Special Agent of God 555. Put your hands together for Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. 